Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Why are orchids a thing? Like, why are giving orchids as a gift a thing? They are the most stressful gift that you could possibly give someone. From the second you send it, the recipient feels anxiety about keeping it alive, which let's be honest, is really difficult. I mean, when's the last time you kept an orchid alive? It's like, do I put it in the sun? Do I put it in the dark? Do I water it? Do I not? Someone gave me an orchid last year and I started a GoFundMe page for it. That's a true story. I'm going to actually post it on the social studies Instagram because I felt I needed assistance. I felt to keep the orchid alive, it was going to be a team effort. It might need IVs and hospital type care. And I don't want to kill anything. Like I'm not a murderer. But the second someone gives me an orchid, I feel the clock is ticking. Yet here we are. And every time there's a birthday, a congratulations, a Mother's Day, a, I don't know, we just send a, an orchid. And I just think that we're immediately putting the recipient in a position to kill. That's all. Or they need, they become a a nurse of some kind. It's a full-time job. And I, yes, they're beautiful. They are. They are beautiful. I'm just saying, maybe we can go with something a little simpler, like plastic flowers or a glass cup. You know what I mean? Maybe even a luxurious bar of soap that you just use in the shower until it's gone. I don't know, guys. Whatever it is, I'm sure we'll figure it out. But let's let's reconsider the orchid. Not that I want them to become extinct. I happen to love orchids. As a matter of fact, someone sent me an orchid um, when I moved into this apartment. It was like a group of three. And I, I had nothing to do with it, you guys, but it stayed alive for like six months. And suddenly I felt like I should get a job at the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. Anyway, on that note, let's get to it, shall we? I'm kind of obsessed with humans, human behavior, and the things we do all day, every day that we're not even paying attention to. In fact, I find it kind of hilarious. So much so, I even made a show about it, and it's called Social Studies. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley. Let's get started with today's episode. Guys, welcome to Social Studies. I am so excited because my guest today, Maddie Murphy, is a fellow Dear Media podcast host. She has a podcast called The Bad Broadcast. She is literally hilarious and definitely (laughs) my soulmate. And I am so excited for this episode. You guys are going to love it too. Welcome to the show, Maddie. Hi, thanks, Jenna. Thanks for having me. Maddie would call herself like a professional complainer. What, what, what do you, yes. Yes. I like, I started it with the notion that I was going to combat toxic positivity with, with, Healthy negativity. I love that because I hate toxic positivity. Oh, I hate I hate positivity, period. <laughs> like I get it. Some people have a good attitude about things, but like yeah. I genuinely think it's better for my brain to have a bad attitude. 
Well, I, I always say this, like as a born and raised neurotic Jewish New Yorker, like it's so hard for me. Like I happen to be like a very kind of like upbeat, optimistic person. However, yeah. I am also a professional complainer and I find the ridiculous in a lot of things that people. So I was like this, I, this girl is my soulmate when I heard how you talked about things. Thousand percent. We have some topics for you, Maddie, that I feel that we need to get into. And the first one is kale. I think of kale as there's a myth surrounding kale. This is literally what I was going to say. <gasps> Literally. Okay. Do you want to wait? What you go, you continue. You continue. Kale and and I grow it in my garden and I do eat it. You have a garden in New York? No, it's, I have a, it's up, I have a place upstate and there is a garden, a pandemic garden. Now I got really into it like a psycho, but I like kale when it has so much stuff in it that you can't even really identify that it's kale because if you have a salad with kale, especially finely chopped, it's in your teeth. It's stuck in your throat. It, it doesn't go down your throat. It's sharp edges. And I just think people are lying when they go for the kale salad. That's my stance on kale. I swear on <laughs> everything. That is word for word what I said. People are lying. They're lying. Because here's the thing. We got, I, we, we were just in New York. We got a ravioli or something that had kale in it. And I had like kale and mushrooms and like all of these things I had like a super heavy cream sauce and Parmesan and all of this. And I'm like, that kale tastes so good. And then I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, but hold on. Is it also covered in cream? So is it really that good? If it needs toppings, is it really that good? I couldn't agree more. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I also, it is so hard to chew. You're so, it is like chewing on, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's so gristly. It's so gristly. It cuts your throat sometimes. And have you ever had one of those finely chopped kale salads that just, yes. as you put it in your mouth, it's just giving you like a tea. It's like literally like, it's like, uh, it's like glitter for your teeth. Yeah. No, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. And anybody, I get it. I get making decisions for health reasons. People are like, you know what? I had three donuts. I'm going to have a kale salad. Sure. But when people are like, I love kale, I'm like, no, you don't. They don't. No, you don't. I like lettuce. I like the kind of lettuce that risks you get an E. coli risk. Yes. And you know what? While, while we're on the topic, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it. Salads, too much lettuce. <laughs> Too much. I want something else. Give me, give me other veggies. I want, I want carrot ribbons. I want chickpeas. Like I oh, like, are you a fan of the carrot ribbon? I like a carrot ribbon. I feel like a carrot ribbon falls into the umbrella of hurting you. Like it doesn't go down that well. Like it Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, like that's carrots. Not, that's not the only thing I eat that doesn't go down well though. So <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I like I like other stuff in my salad. Like yeah. I like, I like a little bit of lettuce, but when it's this much, I mean, nobody can see me right now, but when it's like a 90, 10 ratio. Yes. No, it's, it's too un- much. It's too much. I, I agree. And I just want to say when you have, like, if you go to one of those make your own salad places, mm-hmm. I am going to be completely honest with you. Sometimes out of guilt or feeling like I should, I'm like, oh, I should get some kale mixed in there. And by the way, I don't want it. So I stopped doing it. 
Yeah. And you know what? Nobody tells you that part of being a woman <laughs> is that you are going to feel pressured into getting kale. You're going to you have don't kale, guilt. <laughs> kale guilt. Kale guilt. I have that. I, I really do. By the way, Maddie, that should be one of your merch. Like Maddie has great merch. You guys, it should just be like kale guilt. No, literally. I get that though. I get it too. So I yeah. stand there and what I really want, like I said, is the E. coli genre. I want the, I want the romaine. I want the, you know, the kind that's been recalled. I like the kind with no nutritional value, like iceberg. Absolutely. I like a, oh. Have you seen, okay, Gwyneth Paltrow, not whatever, whatever. That's another topic for another day. GP says that it is bad for you. The iceberg lettuce is one of the worst things you can put in your body. And I was like, Gwyneth, you don't know what's going in my body because if you did, you would be proud of me for eating iceberg (laughs) (laughs) because it is not close to the worst thing. What is the reason? You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to Google it. Let's Google it. Let me tell you why, because I have a lot of nutritionist friends and one of them recently posted that like, while iceberg isn't the most nutritious, it's better than not eating lettuce and it still serves some nutritional value. Every, everything I look up about icebergs says there's an E. coli. <laughs> I told you, I love E. coli, you guys. I love E. coli. I don't know what it I'm is. I'm with you. I love E. coli. So yeah. So, okay. I'm so glad we stand, we stand together. The kale is a myth. Yes. The and, kale guilt. And it gets the best of us. It does. It does. I, I couldn't agree more. Okay. So that's, that's one thing we, we need. I don't know if there's a green I actually dislike more. I mean, it, it might be bottom of the barrel greens for me because like, I like, I love spinach. I love arugula. Oh, oh by the I way, love... spinach. I don't like it in my salad. Oh. I like oh, yeah. Spinach with like oil and garlic. Okay. Like co- you like cooked spinach? I like cooked spinach, but I do not like it in a salad because I feel like it tastes like the most disgusting thing ever. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to, I'll eat it. It's definitely not a food that I'm going to like die convincing you. Like I don't, like I totally understand. No, what it is, is I feel that spinach, here's the thing. I love cooked spinach. Like I will eat cups and cooks you put some garlic in there. You put a little olive oil. Do you like a cream? Do you like a cream spinach? I'm not a cream spinach girl, but I love cooked spinach. And I like spinach if I have to make a smoothie and I put it in there. Yeah, yeah, I do that. I do that too. I'll throw it in there. But there's something like a spinach salad. That's another myth. I think that's another another myth. (laughs) It's never solo in my salads. I do like it mixed in with like another one or with some arugula or something. I love arugula. Yeah, yeah. I like a bib lettuce. Yeah. Yeah, but I like a butter lettuce. Exactly. Butter lettuce tastes like what butter lettuce should be. Butter a and romaine, lettuce. A romaine heart. A romaine yeah. heart is, a, you know what? I even like an endive. Is that an even lettuce? I don't know. Uh, I think it's like in the same family as cabbage. Oh. So maybe. I like okay. endive. I like yeah. endive. It has that like so, minty flavor. Yeah. Either way, kale is bottom tier. Okay. So I'm so glad we agree on that. So glad. How do you feel about receiving cash as a gift? I love it. Okay, me too. Shower me in it. Like no, literally I, make it rain. I want you to if just go like this, make the rain, make it rain as you're giving it to me. Yes. When my mom is like, we don't want to just give you money for Christmas. I'm like, I promise you, it is the only thing I love truly. 
Like you can buy me things, but I love money. I just do. <laughs> I also love a gift card. Do you like a gift card? Ho for a gift card. Ho for I a will, gift Same, same, yeah. same. I will spend way, it and I will spend it immediately. Same. And you know what I've really discovered that I love an Amazon gift card. Who knows? Oh, of course. I Who mean, knew? of course. Someone once got me a Starbucks gift card, which is not a place I frequent, like oh, for yeah. no other reason than I just don't. Got a gift card? Oh, oh, oh I got yeah. a gift card and I was like, oh, I should go to Starbucks. And I started getting these crazy, like tangy lemonades. And like, I felt like yeah. literally like the baller of Starbucks. I'd go in and I was like, I'll take your largest grande <laughs> lemonade. Like, I was like, <laughs> two scoops of strawberry today. I'll have an extra splash of mango or whatever the hell it was. Meanwhile, the gift card was for $20. Shopping in airports. Talk to me about, I don't know, you live, so you guys, Maddie lives in Utah. Do you have a very store, like, are there a lot of stores in your airport? So we just got perhaps the world's worst airport renovation of all time. And if anybody is from Utah or has flown through Utah knows what I mean. So they, we've had like a very, like they haven't redone our airport since like probably 1971. Like it was old. So this last year during all during COVID, it was being renovated. We were all so excited about it because now it looks like a real, like international airport. It's got these like amazing, like white sculptures and it's beautiful, but from security to the B gates is legitimately a mile and a half. Like it is a mile and a half. They do that in Denver. You have to yeah. sprint. Like you it have to is, train for it a marathon. It is worse than Denver. To it make is your layover. I would dare say it is twice as bad as Denver. It is horrible. So why, I, do they, why do they do that? Let's get into this for a second. And then they have those walkways, those moving walkways. That are so insulting. They're, they're, they're so <laughs> insulting. Like they're like, who's first of all is going to stand? You obviously have to go into a slow run walk. Otherwise, you'll be there for the rest of your life. And I would say it probably saves four and a half seconds at most. I at When most. I go on those though, Maddie, I'm like, I do the full race walk. Like I, I, I look like a freak. Oh, you stand. I'm, I'm like, if I'm going to appreciate this, I am not oh moving. You're, you just stay. I would kill myself if I had to stand in place on one of the, because they go so slow. I know. It's my, it's, it's my middle finger to society. By the because way, that's of that how airport. I know you're not a New Yorker, that you're able to just stand. <laughs> and get carried along at a slow pace on a moving piece, like on a moving ground. Like that's, that's how I know. I have been filled with intense rage every time I've been to the airport in the last three months because it was my first, you know, we started traveling again after we got vaccinated. And so I'm in a bad mood every time. But the shopping, never once in my life ever have I gone into an airport and thought, you know what I really need? A new bag. Like a purse. I think that was, like I'm on, I'm about to go to New York, but you know what? I really want to get a bag from Hudson News at the airport. It is who's beyond. doing it. It is. I have so many questions. Like people talk about duty free. By the way, like maybe I'm missing the point of duty free. People act like duty free is free stuff. You know what? You saved like that. It was right. Like I thought you're getting wholesale prices. You're yes. not. You're literally saving 20 cents. And people, that, when you're like in Europe and you go to a duty-free and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting this, you know, Chanel perfume. It's only 50 euros or whatever. And then you do the 
conversions and you're like, I'm paying more. Like this is more than it would cost me to get it at Nordstrom Rack. Why, why do people come off the rails about duty-free? Like what are we, it's just taxes. Is that what it is? Taxes? I don't, I don't know. Like I, I was like trying not to, to turn you somebody. into an accountant. Like I'm now <laughs> making you my accountant. But like, no, here's, here's the, here's how duty-free was taught to me because it was told to me that because it's in an airport, yeah, it's considered like international waters. <laughs> so they can't do taxes on it. Okay. So real? you're saving, is that true? you're saving, like if you get like a Toblerone, you're saving a dollar of taxes. Yes. And then you have to lug this stuff. Like I've seen people lug duty-free things. Like the stewardesses are like placing the alcohol. I'm like, there's, I'm sure a liquor store on your corner. Like, I don't know how much you're saving. <laughs> and and it's, it's so funny that you say Toblerone because that's literally all our duty-free has is liquor and <laughs> Toblerone. Huge, but like this big. That's what I think of when I think of duty-free. Like 40 pounds and then like six pairs of Ray-Bans. It's crazy, but like there's jewelry stores. There's... You could buy clothing. You can buy, I'm sure there's like a coach somewhere. And I'm like, like you said, you're flying into a major city. Well, and like, aren't you already, I just find traveling to be the time in my life where I'm like, I have too much stuff. Like I have too much stuff. I have too many bags. I don't need all of this. I'm overpacking. It's annoying. I got to carry it all over. No way in hell am I going to buy like a new top. And then what, carry it in a bag? Put it in your suitcase. What are you going to do with it? A hundred percent. It's horrible. I can't think of anything worse. And I just stare at people going into the stores. I'm like, I get it if you're killing time and like you're just wandering like a zombie around. But how Mm -hmm. are these stores in business? Who's shopping there? Uh, There's a lot of questions I have. That's honestly a good question is how do they stay in business? Because there's no way that we're alone. I never see people like on a shopping spree there. (laughs) People are like, you work on commission? Big mistake. Huge. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm finally at the airport. I can't wait to go school shopping. Like nobody does that. I need an outfit for my date on Saturday night. I think I'll buy it at Terminal 4. No, even though I can get on Zara.com and buy it within 30 30 seconds. I guess I'm going to shop it. The other thing I don't even, this is so, so Salt Lake specific, but we have this one store. There's only one like clothing store in our airport. It's called Hip and Humble. Oh, wow. And there's two two of them. In the airport. In the airport. What do they sell it? What is Hip and Humble? Like what makes something hip yet humble? Uh, let's see, hip and humble. Everything, so <laughs> because Utah is so religious, everything is very like Christian oriented. So like the word humble is like a big seller for people. Like they love the word humble. <laughs> people that order the steaming fajita skillet at a restaurant. Are they showing off? Is there there anything more embarrassing? Truly, There is nothing more embarrassing than when someone gets the flaming skillet and it's carried to your table and the entire restaurant smells like smoke. It is the worst. Here's how I feel about it also. It's not cooked. Like I used to work in, I, I worked in restaurants. That's always what I did before I did this. It's not even cooked on that skillet. It's literally cooked. And then they get a hot skillet and they put it in the oven. 
and then they put it on the plate and then they put it on. So it's like a dog and pony show is what you're saying. Yeah. But also I feel I get the worst secondhand embarrassment when people order them. I get the worst. I literally want to crawl under the table. And on top of that, like just from a logistics standpoint, like they're not good. They're not good. <laughs> they, they're, not, they're not good. They, they can't possibly live up to the fact that the entire restaurant is now covered in smoke. Like they it just smoke. can't. And do you think the waiters are like, oh God, like now I have to carry this like flaming hot thing with the smoke in my face? Of course they hate it. Of course they do. And no, it's it's embarrassing. First of it's all, so you know what I feel embarrassed about thinking about right now? People who go on like a first date and, and the guy or the girl orders a flaming skillet. I just cannot imagine it is the best thing on that menu. I would rather get a, I would rather get a cold quesadilla. A co- literally, I'd rather get anything else. I'd rather get anything else than have. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather put my hand on the hot skillet. On the hot skillet. Have to, than you, have that brought to my table. Do you think there's men out there or women who are like, I want to show off to my date and get, the, get the sideshow of the flaming hot skillet? And the sizzle. Oh, the sizzle. The sound of the sizzle. Yeah. No, it's a thousand percent dog and pony. It's all for, yeah. Dog and pony. Is that the right? Is I, that I'm the phrase? saying it, but I don't actually even know if that's it. <laughs> okay. I said it because you said it and I was like, it's probably right. <laughs> no, it's a dog and, I don't know if that's a real thing. Yeah. Dog and, dog and pony. Like a dog that leads a pony around. It's like right? a sideshow act. Are we Googling? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. A dog and pony show is an elaborate display or presentation, especially as part of a promotional campaign. 100%. Okay. What about like desserts that are on fire? Oh, also embarrassing. I don't want anything on fire. I don't want any attention. Like, or, or by the way, the desserts that have like things coming out, like a whole centerpiece. And then you know what could, could actually make that worse? when they sing happy birthday to you. <laughs> the happy birthday is the worst. When we, when we meet and we go to dinner, I'm going to order the, the fajitas, the flame and hot fajitas. I'm going to get a chocolate souffle the minute we sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say it's your birthday. I'm telling everyone it's your birthday. <laughs> and I'm hoping that, by the way, did we just, 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 I don't even know what day it is anymore. Did we just discuss this on your podcast or mine? <laughs> it's Friday. What? No, no, did we just discuss the happy birthday at your restaurant? Oh, it's on mine. It was okay, on so mine. you guys, we, yeah. on Maddie's podcast, we discussed the awkwardness of singing happy birthday in a restaurant. Yes. And, and all of these trickery, gadgety foods are just as embarrassing. Yeah. Well, and I, we, okay, we ordered a creme brulee. This is probably a year ago. We ordered a creme brulee. Oh, they comes torched out, the table. It comes, it comes out on fire. Like I'm like, first of all, now I have to, so they put like rum on the top or whatever, and then they light it on fire. And I'm like, and so they set it down and me and Matt are just like, <laughs> what would you like us to do? Do you wait for it to fizzle? Do you blow it out? What happens? Do they take like a blow, like a tort, like a, a fire extinguisher to it? We have, we had to wait for it to blow, to burn up. Otherwise it tastes like a shot of rum on your creme brulee. And then everyone in the restaurant's looking at you like, oh, those are the people, like their table's on fire. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. That is really embarrassing. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't like to bring it up. (laughs) Okay, so we're on the same page when it comes to the sizzling fajita. There's a couple more things, Maddie, because I am obsessed with your opinion. And I know that we're going to share. I'm, I'm, I think we're going to share the same opinion on this one. I think so too. I already know. I already feel that way. Tiny coleslaw that comes with your food. Tiny. You know what? 
you know what? I could do without any coleslaw for the rest oh of my, my God, life. No, forever. I'm shocked. I'm crushed. You love it? I love any creepy tiny coleslaw that comes with any dish ever. Okay, wait, but what do you mean tiny? Like how like, big? <laughs> like, you know, when you get like a sandwich or like, maybe this is a New York thing. Like the tiny coleslaw that comes on any diner plate. It doesn't matter what you order. You're, they just throw it on. It's in a paper cup. Like you would wash your mouth at the dentist. They fill it with coleslaw. By the way, I never like keep coleslaw. Like I don't get coleslaw for my... Do you eat it? Do you eat the tiny ones? I eat the tiny coleslaw. I okay, love it must be because the, the tiny only coleslaw. Time I ever get coleslaw with anything is like if we get barbecue. Like that that's the only thing that coleslaw comes with. I am mystified at coleslaw coming with every dish. Okay. When if and when you ever move to New York City and you go to a diner, it does not matter what you order. It I am I'm telling you right now, you can order a hamburger, you could order a sandwich, you could order a like you probably pancakes. I, I like eat eggs. I, I don't know what thing they put a dill pickle, which obviously is the best thing ever. Well, yeah, because hot girls love dill pickles. Yeah. So obviously Duh. we love dill pickles. We love pickles, but I think it's like, they're probably like a oh, token dill spear, token coleslaw. And it comes in a disgusting cup and they throw it in. I'm going to need to find you some images on the internet, but there's no place that you can go, no diner in New York City that you can go that they don't throw that creepy coleslaw on. And I guess I was just raised on the creepy coleslaw cup. Yeah, I don't know. You have me misled when you keep calling it the small creepy coleslaw. (laughs) (laughs) You know when something's so creepy, you love it. Yeah, no. Report just came out about Subway tuna having zero tuna in it. Did you ever see see that report? (laughs) I saw saw Jessica Simpson's response. Did you see that? No, no, what was it? Oh, because she she just said chicken of the sea, right? Yeah, she said, don't worry, Subway. It is really confusing. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, that's the best response ever. I, when I was in grad school, all I ate every single day, every single day. Not the Subway tuna. The Subway tuna wrap. Every single day. With and the tuna, now, with the tuna water, all of it, all of it, with, and now an ice cream scoop. Yeah, all of oh. it. Oh my god, I loved it. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. The the smell of Subway bread wafting to the street. I was like, oh my I mean, god, that is pretty. That is pretty undeniable. I was it's like, hard. Nancy Silverton is here making bread. Like I couldn't. <laughs> I literally, literally, she like, is literally. I can't even tell you how much I love a Nancy Silverton reference because she is literally in my dream joint. I am so glad you got that reference. In my dream joint rotation, (laughs) I've got Nancy Silverton in mine. (laughs) Like she, uh, she was like the one person that I was like, I need to smoke a J with Nancy Silverton. Did you watch the chef's table? Of course. It's made me so obsessed with her that when I go to LA, like I only will eat at Nancy Silverton restaurants. Like I, I need to be her. I don't don't even know what her other ones are besides mozza, mozza. There's mozza. Then there's like, uh, there was a ton, but one, the one I really wanted to go to. La Brea, La Brea Bakery is hers. La Brea Bakery. But But this woman, you guys, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, she's like a bread extraordinaire. Like, what yeah. is she? She's like a Mensa bread maker. Like, she no, literally, she's, she's like the, the bitch when it comes to bread making. I am so happy you got that reference. Yeah, I love her. I love her so much. We're, well, I'm like, a, I probably, when my husband and I were dating, we got really into like chefs 
culture, like watching okay. all of them. I was working at a restaurant here, the Sundance restaurant. So it was like our one hot spot in Utah. Okay. It's like the one that Robert Redford owns and whatever. So we got really into food and never, never slowed down. I like am obsessed with all of those, all of those chefs on chef's table, top chef, anything, anything celebrity chef. I am a thousand percent. in. Nancy Silverton, the way she dedicated her life to making the perfect bread. Mm-hmm. It clips. is what Subway smelled like to me when I'd walk by on the street. I was like, it has to be Nancy Silverton in there. It, it, has, like- it has to be. <laughs> I mean, I don't, the thing is that I don't disagree. I saw a tweet or maybe it was, a, I don't know, a meme or something. I didn't think of this. But somebody said, I love how Subway normalized eating a full loaf of bread. And I was like, yes, <laughs> me so too. They're a like, full baguette. You want the six inch or the 12 foot? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, the 12 foot of tuna yeah. it's made I'm like oh my gosh yeah no I'm with you I, I'm with you no, I can't get on board with the tuna the non-tuna tuna salad well, by the way had I known it was non-tuna tuna salad it wouldn't have been a thing I mean it's got to be chicken right I, I, I we need to look further Swordfish? into it someone said it might be like mackerel I'm hoping it's a fish I'm hoping it's not just like just just any just matter. Any. I'm hoping it's not just like scientific matter. Like, and I'm definitely <laughs> like dying right now. It's like impossible tuna. Maddie, thank you so much for joining me. I had literally the best time ever. Best and afternoon. I, I ever. hope you come back. I'm going to yes. forcibly make you come back. We will um, be getting matching tattoos. Uh, obviously. <laughs> and goes without saying. Maddie, how can people find you, stalk you, get involved in your life? All of you. Perfect. Well, I am just on Instagram at the bad broadcast and same name of the podcast. Hindsight should have named it the bad podcast, but whatever. It is the bad broadcast. And then, um, yeah, the bad broadcast on Instagram and on Twitter. And then on TikTok, I am bad broad. I love that. Okay, yeah. perfect. And I, that's where I am. That's where I spend too much of my time. So. All right. We're going to look for you there. Maddie, thank you so, so much for being thanks, here. Jenna. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.